0: Gary, and uh, if you open your Bible to Psalm chapter 37, we're going to uh, finish up this series, I hope, tonight, and uh, doctor's orders, a spiritual prescription, uh, the doctor's orders, a spiritual prescription, In Psalms chapter 37, and if you look there, and if you don't have a Bible there, uh, we'll read these first few verses from Psalms chapter 37, and just review just momentarily and get into our last uh, couple thoughts of uh, this series. The Bible says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord, and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath fret not thyself in any wise to do evil for evildoers shall be cut off but those that wait upon the lord they shall inherit the earth the first point we had there of course (coughs) the first prescription was to fret not all right fret not and of course uh the meaning there is uh to not worry uh don't don't worry about specifically about what you think you might be missing out on or uh the things that the world has to offer uh and then just don't worry in general i i know it's just i worried this past week uh i got worked up over uh something that si- should have been sig- very si- insignificant um we i had taken and gotten gas in the the new white van and uh <coughs> and pastor has four keys for the white van that he had made and uh he specifically said uh have you take this key get gas uh but don't lose it don't lose the key and uh i put it back in my wife's dress so after i got done i i i put the key in my pocket and i was gonna i was gonna you know make sure i take it right back over to the office and i was walking across the parking lot and uh there was some trash i picked up the trash and uh i threw it into a trash can and uh, and then, uh, not knowing, I had thrown the key in the trash with it. And so I turned my house upside down looking for that key. I thought I had lost it on my pocket or something. And uh, I, th- I told my wife, I said, you know, it's just a key. It's just a key. Pastor will be, I'm sure, okay with it. <laughs> she said, uh, no, he probably won't be. <laughs> and uh, she really helped me not worry about the situation. And um, so... Then it dawned on me, I was laying in bed, I think it was Monday night, I was laying in bed, and all of a sudden I thought, I wonder if it's in the trash, and uh, so I got up and uh, went, sure enough, looked in the trash, dug in the bottom of it, picked up the trash I had thrown in the trash can, and there was the key, covered in yogurt, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but uh, so I washed it off and uh, put it back in Mrs. Mason's drawer, And uh, but I worried <laughs> over nothing, um, God knew the key was where it was at, and he knew he was going to put that thought in my mind at 2 o'clock in the morning that that's where the key was, but uh, fret not, don't worry, often we, we, uh, we worry about things that we should not, and uh, we fret, and of course, then uh, what causes us not to fret, uh, the second prescription, trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord, for they shall uh, soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herd, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean unto thine own understanding. And uh, of course, we looked at several verses there. The third prescription there: delight thyself also in the Lord. Delight thyself also in the Lord. And we talked about the things that we should find in our life uh, that are should we should delight in. Uh, one of them: uh, we should deli- what our should di- desire should be to know God, to serve God, and to fellowship with Him. And uh, we talked about discontent, uh, not being discontent and uh, knowing that. Like Gary said, uh, everything God has for us, He'll bring into our life, and and anything that we don't need, He'll make sure that we don't have in our life, and uh, don't let discontent come in. Delight thyself also in the Lord by doing what we know that the Lord wants us to do, not being discontent. And then uh, the next prescription: Commit thy way unto the Lord. Commit thy way unto the Lord. That's the fourth one and uh for sake of time we'll just keep going here and the next point was rest in the lord that was last week's uh point i gave the two statements uh god is worth waiting for sometimes uh the the verse there it says rest in the lord and one of the hardest things to do wait patiently for him rest in the lord and wait patiently for him sometimes that's one of the hardest things is to wait because our timing is often very different from what the Lord's timing is. Uh, we have set in our mind, this is how it's going to work out, and this is when it's going to happen, and uh, God sees things differently, again, because he knows uh, the path for our life, and he knows exactly uh, what we need and what's best for us. So rest in the Lord. Time is nothing to God. Uh, t- literally, rest there, taking your, uh, we talked about as a, a. Um, A farmer will plow his field. He'll work at it. He'll till it, and then rest, just leaving the rest of it up to God. God has everything under control. Uh, Or uh, we, uh, similar to if you're carrying a heavy load, and someone comes up and uh, and takes that large box or large item from you, and you feel the relief from your arms, uh, give literally rest by giving that burden to the Lord. Rest in the Lord. Uh, I love this uh, verse there, Psalm 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. Uh, God wants us to just be able to say, take that sigh of relief of, hey, God's in control, and uh, rest. The last verse or the last uh, uh, prescription here is cease from anger. Cease from anger. Cease from anger. And forsake wrath, fret not thyself and any wise to do evil. Leave here in this, uh, this cease from anger. Let me just read one other, uh, two other verses here that were not on the slide. Uh, verse number nine, for evil doers will be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth for yet a little while. And the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. Don't allow anger to creep in from jealousies of the temporary pleasures of those who do do evil. Referring back again to the beginning of the passage about not worrying about the things of this world. Well, you may have uh, that person in your workplace that uh, always seems to just have everything going great. They may even be the type of person that constantly uh, belittles you or criticizes you for your belief or your stand for your faith and often uh what starts out as envy or jealousy of boy i wish i could have that uh after a while if you don't care for that if you don't care for that that envy and that jealousy that's growing in your life it'll it'll soon turn to anger it'll soon it'll soon go from man i wish i could have that and to the point of, man, why don't I have that? Come on, God, why don't I have that, God? And pretty soon it's it's gone from a simple a little bit of lust or envy and desire to jealousy to anger and just flat-out strife. And uh, don't let that happen. God says uh, jealousy and envy not control. I, I've put down jealousy and envy not control will become hate and anger either toward a person or towards God. And what he's the Bible saying here is uh Psalm thirty-seven eighteen says, The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and the inheritance shall be forever. Realize the time for the wicked is short. Psalms thirty-seven, twelve through thirteen says, The wicked plotteth against the just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is short. It's easy sometimes to look at the things of the world and say, boy, I wish I could have that. Boy, I wonder what it would be like to live that lifestyle. But the verse here tells us the evildoers will be cut off. What they have is temporary. It's so easy for us sometimes to focus on the now and now instead of the future. What, What do I have now? How is my life now? Rather than realizing that the fun and the the what looks to be enticing and what looks to be great for the for the for the world, all they have is just a a short little time frame, and then eternity will be here. What are you laying up for the future? Because that's what's going to matter. And instead of focusing on man, look at look at that, look at what they have. And our our young people often it's easy with teenagers. For them to look around at their friends and sometimes look at the rules that mom and dad have set up in their life, and th- maybe it's a curfew, or, or maybe it's how they can use their cell phone or their limitations, or uh, I love uh, some of the rules that I've heard uh, that different people have for their children about their cell phone usage, you have to turn your phone in at nighttime, and all those great things. But sometimes teenagers look at that and just say, it's not fair, I wish I could have what all my friends here have. But they don't realize that what they have is temporary and doesn't bring true joy. Instead of allowing the, the the anger to come in towards what I wish I could have, instead, take the love of God to them. Realize that their time, like the Bible says here, they will soon be cut off. Their time is short. Our time is short to give the gospel to the world. I, I've enjoyed the last few weeks uh, we're uh, training the teenagers on uh, on how to lead a soul to Christ, and uh, boy, they've been so intent and uh, listening as I've been giving instruction, just writing down uh, the notes. And e- the simplest things, as far as uh, you know, how not to run up to the door or walk in the grass, and how to introduce yourself and tell them where you're from, and how to greet them, and and all those different things leading up to why it's it's why is it important it's because it's important because it's we're talking about eternity and it's easy sometimes to focus on the current and not realize that that person that you have envy or jealousy about instead of having that jealousy realize their time is short and they need the gospel uh there was a young man uh uh our pa- the pa- our pastor son in our church i know i told this to the teenagers a couple weeks ago i'm not sure if i told that in church before but our pastor's son, Chris Cox, he was in a driver's training course, and in that course was a, a, the quarterback for Adrian Maples' football team. And uh, Chris went to that young man and uh, told him, uh, hey, I, w- I want to tell you, uh, just even though, th- even, that young, even though that young man was uh, constantly making fun of him and, and uh, y- how he dressed and how he didn't use the language that he used, at the end of that driver's training course, uh that one saturday chris said to him let me can i just take a minute and tell you from uh from the bible uh how you can know for sure you're going to heaven and he and his buddy said sure go ahead and they just kind of made fun of him as he was trying to give him the gospel well a couple weeks later i was uh i did not uh uh, chris had told that story in church in our youth group i was on the side of my house one more one afternoon and I was throwing this rubber baseball against the house. We had a a flat side on our house, and I would sit there, and I'd throw this baseball against the house and practice pitching, and it would bounce back to me, of course. My mom loved it. I mean, she loved that repetition of that ball banging against the house all day long, including the two windows that I broke doing it, but she loved it, and I remember throwing that ball against the house one day, and all of a sudden, I heard this car just, we had lived on a gravel road with several farms around us, and they would They'd make the road real uh, bumpy from the tractor tires and things. And I heard this car, as they often would, just flying down our street. And I looked around the side of the house, and here's this car coming, probably going 80, 90, uh, maybe close to 100 miles an hour, and just flying down this dirt gravel road. And uh, just like I'd seen before, and I started to go back to where I uh, was throwing the ball. And all of a sudden, I noticed he began to lose control. Uh, on the gravel and lost control and eventually ended up hitting losing control and hit the tree in our front yard head-on and I remember just sitting there just stunned by this car just plowed right into the tree and we I ran out my mom and sisters came out and uh, my my mom uh, came over to the car and I remember bending down with my mom looking into the car and and uh, there was two boys in it Uh, The one boy just had blood coming out uh, of his nose and his ears and his mouth and and just began to say, somebody, please help me. And the other boy was totally unresponsive. And uh, my mom, we got towels, and he began to, he was just shaking, going into uh, just shock and and so whatsoever. The uh, life helicopter landed in the field right across the street, right there in front of our house. And uh they airlifted that boy to the Ann Arbor University of Ann Arbor Hospital. The next day my dad brought home the of course it made the front page of the paper anytime you have a helicopter landing in Adrian there and and uh, on the front it had a the picture of the the scene of the accident and it said Adrian High School quarterback dies en route to U of M hospital. The young man that had made fun of Chris and said, "You know, you know, I don't want to hear it. You're, you know, I don't want what you have." Hopefully, he listened after Chris gave him the gospel and changed his thought process. But he never knew that that was going to be the last day he lived. Was that Saturday when he hit that tree in front of our house? That neighbor that maybe you can't get along with, or maybe that coworker that you're at work with that you just can't see to eye eye to eye with. Or maybe even the coworker that's constantly making fun or criticizing your faith. Realize that their time here on Earth is short, and they need the gospel. They need us to take out a gospel track. And the last two weeks, I've been giving as the teenagers leave, I'll give a track to each one of them, and I'll say, "Challenge: Take this and just give it to one person this week. And this week, if they give it to one person, uh, they get a prize on Saturday if, or on Sunday if they have." And uh, I say to them, do you know who gives out gospel tracts? And this was a statement that uh, our former pastor, John Wilkerson, used to always say at the end of every service. Who gives out gospel tracts? And it's the people. Do you know what it is, Evan? The people that carry them. And uh, I always say, carry a gospel tract because the people that give out tracts are those that carry them. And uh, so give out a gospel track. Instead of letting jealousy or even anger creep in, boy, I can't stand that person. Instead, give them the love of Christ. Um, in conclusion here, the Bible says in Psalm 37, 23, the last part of this chapter, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand the steps of a good man are ordered by the lord i love that statement all i I just wrote this down so i'm just going to read it all of our the course of our life is ordained and in god's loving kindness it's all fixed it's settled it's maintained there's no reckless fate of boy i didn't know that was coming into andy's life uh there's no chance of boy, I didn't realize that that road was coming or that that step was going to be there. God has a divine guidance in our life if we just follow it. And I put down here, if you follow after the Lord, if you allow him to control your steps, even though sometimes we're going to fall, the Bible there doesn't say if you fall, it says though he fall. All of us are going to fall. All of us are going to end up in times where, uh, whether we slip or whether we're pushed down, we're going to fall. Whether you find yourself, uh, like Jonah did, uh, deep in the belly of a whale, uh, or whether you find yourself, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in a fiery furnace, uh, God is with you at every moment of every time in your life. And if you just follow after God and you fret not, you trust in the Lord, You delight yourself also in the Lord, and you commit thy way unto the Lord, and you rest in the Lord, and cease from anger. And those are the doctor's orders from this passage of Scripture. And if we can do all those things and just come to the point where we say, God, I know you're in control, and though I fall, I know you're still in control. And the things that the world has to offer are temporary and they're not worth fretting over or being concerned about. But instead, I'm going to take the love of the gospel and the love of Christ and show that to them in not only my words by telling them, but also by my actions. And it's so easy to find ourselves in each one of these situations. It's easy to fret. It's easy to get upset or aggravated or envious or jealous or finding ourselves awake at night when really what we need to do is just realize God's in control. He's in control when your wife falls and hurts both of her ankles. He's in control when you're diagnosed with cancer. He's in control when you fall five feet off of a ladder. He's in control when uh, you find out that something didn't happen at work the way you thought it would you didn't get the promotion you thought he's in control when you hit yourself with a hammer it looks great you look great now you're back to normal <laughs> you don't have to answer any more questions <laughs> like who hit you, what happened to you he said the other day Caleb was saying the other day he he went to a register and the lady said what happened to you and he said i got hit with a hammer and uh, someone hit me with a hammer and she said who hit you with a hammer and he said i did and uh, <laughs> not the answer she was probably <laughs> expecting But uh, no matter if you hit yourself in the head with a hammer, realize God's in control. All you have to do is just follow after him and just rest. God's got this, as we've heard Dave often say, because God does have this. And he's in control. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, directed. All we have to do is just follow him. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this great chapter. Uh, could spend even more time on it than I am tonight. But uh, for sake of time, Lord, we thank you for this chapter you have put in the Bible for us to follow and to learn from. And uh, thank you for guiding us in our life. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being there for us and help us to realize that what the world has to offer and what sometimes we think are important things in life. Are nothing when it comes to you and the love that you have to give to us. I pray you just help us to share that love and to take it to others. And thank you for loving us. In your name I pray. Amen. All right.